Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our um, Mishlei class here on Wednesday evening. Again, pushed off from Monday due to the long weekend. We welcome here you this evening to those watching live, listening live, and to those listening uh, in a, uh, a future time on uh, on the podcast recording. We are studying Mishlei, Peregimel, third chapter. We are in Pasuk Yutet for those following inside. And we are continuing uh, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, um insistence that we all find wisdom. And that is obviously being taught to us by Shlomo HaMelech, the author of the book. And um, we are going to aim to finish the chapter today, so we're going to get a lot done. And I, I ask that you stay with me because there's a lot of great lessons here that we can learn and come out with in many different parts of our uh, Judaism and their, the practice, uh, the, Ju- the Jewish practice be that. Pasuk Yud Tet says, Hashem bechokhmah yasad aretz konen shamayim bitvuna. Hashem founded the earth with wisdom. He establishes heavens with understanding. So here we see again this concept of chokhmah and tevuna and da'at, the concept of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. This refers to the Torah. As we've mentioned in prior classes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world according to the Torah. In fact, the Chachamim explained that the Torah was the tool which Hashem used to fashion the world. It was the blueprint of creation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked into the Torah and through that vision, He created the world. Every creation in the world, its main purpose of existence is for the Torah. Torah laws were not made known to the public as just for an instruction and guidelines. Vadai, that is true. But everything in this world was created in conformance with the dictates and the laws of the Torah. For example, the Beit HaLevi explains that the commandment to eat matzah was a part of the Torah, not only just before the, the, uh, Egypt, the Egyptian exile, but even before creation. And the redemption of Mitzrayim took place the way it was, that the Jews didn't have enough time to, uh, uh, for, the, for the bread to rise, and therefore they hurried, and they, what came out as, was matzah, in order to conform to the Torah's commandment of eating matzah as a remembrance of Yetziat Mitzrayim. So everything that was in this world, that is in this world, the Chochmah, the Tevunah, the Dat, was all for the purpose of the Torah. Therefore, nothing exists in this world that does not have a place in the Torah. We cannot explain any phenomenon that takes place without the Torah. And the Chachamim teaches us this in Perkei Avot, that there is nothing, there is nothing that doesn't have a place, meaning everything in our existence has a place in the Torah. We should not explain things devoid of their meaning in the perspective of the Torah. These are the famous words of the Sfat Emet. It follows then, as a result, that if people don't listen to the Torah's commandments and don't listen to the mitzvot, then, God forbid, the world will revert back to tovavot, to emptiness. And therefore, the adherence of the Torah's laws is the condition for the fact that we, we, we're around here in this world, and this world continues to, 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 to spin. Uh, the, the Torah tells us in the creation, Vayere vayiboker yom hashishi. And the Chachamim say, what is Hashishi? And all the other days it says, Yom Shelishi, Yom Revi'i, Yom Hamishi. It doesn't say Ha-Hamishi, but it says Hashishi. 
So, of course, famously, Rashi says, this is in reference, the hay is in reference to the five books of the Torah. And when Hashem created or completed the creation, He stipulated that the Jewish people are going to, uh, the, the, the Jewish people are going to learn the Torah. The world is dependent on that, on the, on the Jewish fu- people's future acceptance of the Torah. Uh, and some say it's Hashishi is the sixth day of the month of Sivan, which is the day where Hashem gave the Torah. So Hashishi is special. That special form of the word makes us understand that the whole creation of the world is dependent on Am Yisrael's acceptance of the Torah on the 6th of Sivan and the Hay, the five books of Chumash, Hamishah, Chumashet Torah. So we see from here, again, that the whole world and everything was created solely in the merit of Torah. This is what we're, we're saying in this pasuk. Hashem founded the earth with wisdom, the wisdom of Torah. Some even want to say differently. Put the comma after the word Hashem. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem founded the earth for the sake of Chochmah. The reason why He founded the earth was for the sake of the Torah, of the Chochmah. And that's how we read it. Bereshit bara elokim et hashamayim ve'ta aretz. What's Bereshit? Bishvil ha-Torah shenikre'a reshit darko. For the sake of the Torah, which is called Reshit. Bishvil Reshit. For the Reshit of His way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens and the earth. Moving on to Pasuk Kaf. Shlomo HaMelech says, Be'dato te'omot nifka'u ushakim yir'afu tal. Through His knowledge, the depths were cleaved and the heavens drip dew. Here the Malbim differentiates between Chokhmah, Tevuna, and Dat, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. See, the creation of earth, which we know as Eretz, that corresponds to the foundation of any building, the, the, the source. Um, the heavens, the Shamaim, is in reference to the, uh, the, the completion of the, of the building, of the edifice. That's like the roof, what's on top. And then the, the, the depths and the dew is what is inside. You have the foundation, the Eretz, you have the Shemaim on top, and what's inside is the, the depths and the dew. That's the world, that's this world, the blessing, the Berachah that we have in this world, all the furniture and the rooms, everything that is that, that's corresponding to the depths and the dew. So therefore, creation is associated with wisdom. The Eretz is, is associated with wisdom because the initial creation of the land is Yesh Me'ayim. It's something from nothing. Just as the source of wisdom is from HaKadosh Baruch Himself and not found within a person. Everything comes from God. It's, it's stemmed from nothing. So therefore, the earth and the wisdom are, are much connected. Understanding, Tevuna, is derived from the principles of... is, 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 is what's derived from the principles of Chokhmah. It stems from there. And therefore, the establishment of the Shamaim, of the heavens... The completion of creation was a process of yesh miyesh, a continuous creation from something that was existing. And that is what the understanding is. Tevuna is coming from Chokhmah. It's not something from nothing. It's something from something. And that corresponds to the Shamayim. And last but not least, you have Hashkacha Pratit, Hashkacha Klalit, Divine Providence, which controls the world from its inception onward, that is symbolized by the opening of the deep waters and the showering of the dew. These are the associated with the knowledge because the management of the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs it and its needs are factors of what is called divine dat. Very deep thought from the Malbim.
In fact, the Midrash states that just like the world was created with these three traits, Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at, so too the Mishkan, and henceforth the Bet HaMikdash, was constructed also with those three traits. It was constructed by Betzalel, Va'amale Oto Ruach Elohim, that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I have filled Betzalel with a godly spirit, Bechochmah, Bitvunah, Uvda'at, with Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at. And the Chachamim learned from here, from the Gemara, that Betzalel knew how to form the combinations of letters of the Aleph Bet through which heaven and earth were created. And that's what the Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at that he had. So, so too, he used that combination to create the Bet HaMikdash, which was also Tevunah, uh, which was also Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at. Not just the world was Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at, but even the Bet HaMikdash was Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at. And hence, our world, we have to treat it like a Bet HaMikdash, right? We have, that's why our world is a holy, holy place. And it, it shouldn't be that we treat it like a dumpster and uh, garbage-filled things. This has to be a Makom Kadosh everywhere we go, like a Mishkan, like a Bet HaMikdash, since it was created with Chochmah, Tevunah, and Da'at. Shlomo HaMelech in Pasuk Kaf Aleph says, Beni al yaluzu My child, do not let them stray from your eyes. Netzor tushia umzima. This Chochmah, Tevuna and Dat, which represents the Torah, Shlomo HaMelech is saying, should not be removed from you. you got to keep it in your sight. Especially now that you know its great significance. Now you know its meaning and understanding then it, uh, uh, that, that through it, heaven and earth were created. Why would you want to let it go? Why would you want to let it slip away? Listen to the Torah in both the actions and the thoughts. says They will be a life to your soul. We already explained in last year how Torah is a Torah is considered a tree of life. And the wisdom is also a graceful ornament for, for your neck. If you listen to the Torah and you and the words of the Torah, then your words as well will be honored and will be respected when you admonish others. That is the favor for your neck where the voice stems here from the neck. We find that the Chachamim say, Keshot Keshot First decorate yourself and then afterwards decorate others. It's not meant to be taken literally that you should get dressed first nicely and then and uh, then dress other people. Kind of like in the airplane when the uh, when the uh, air things come from the thing, first put on yourself and then help other people. No. Uh, no, that's not what it's referring to. Here it's referring to the uh, the the fact that m- most people are blind to their own faults. And they don't see that they need some decorating. They don't see that they're looking ugly spiritually. They're very quick to fix other people and uh, and decorate them and see the splinter in someone else's eye or someone else's foot and where they need to be rectified. But they themselves, no, that's not the case. So Shalom Melech is saying here, if you were to keep the wisdom, if you were to follow the laws of the Torah, and, 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 and adhere to it, then when you come to admonish other people, they will respect you. Because they will see that you worked on yourself as well. Why would I want to listen to a person who has uh, no knowledge of finances giving me financial advice? I wouldn't want to listen to him. But if someone who is, who's got uh, an MBA in finance and runs uh, successful corporations around the country wants to give me financial advice, I understand. 
the words that come, the admonishment that comes out of them will be respected because, because you yourself, you've decorated yourself first. You've worked on yourself. Then, as and by the way, this is a big issue. It's a big issue. A lot of people, you know, again, they're very quick to point fingers at others and see what their faults of other people are. And maybe they should they need to stop for a moment and just look in the mirror and say, wait a second, before I go talk about other people and what they have to fix, what can I do for myself? Where where's where is there ways to improve my own life, my own character uh, character traits, my own dealings with people, my own uh, uh, religious values, and my my own mitzvot that I perform. When you work on that, you'll be more successful in having other people listen to what you have to say. Then you will walk on your way securely. Then, if you hear the Torah's commandments, you will walk securely. And if you, God forbid, don't listen to the Torah's commandment, then there's reason for you to be fearful, says Rabbeinu Yonah. Right? Uh, the Sfat Emet says that this pasuk and the next pasuk refer to Yaakov Avinu. Because uh, Rivka, his mother, told him told Yaakov to flee from Esav. Once Esav found out that Yaakov stole the blessings. Flee, go to, to Laban's house and seek refuge from Esav, your brother. But when Yaakov actually left his house, the Torah doesn't use the word flee. Doesn't use the word boreah to run away. The pasuk says that Yaakov departed. He left. He walked. And the Chachamim explained the reason is because Yaakov had bitachon. He had trust in Hakadosh Baruch Hu that he was able going to that he would be able to walk away in a sense of security that God would would take care of me. Veraglecha lotigof and your foot will not stumble. No evil will uh, will befall befall you. When you lie down, you will not fear. And your sleep will be pleasant. You're not going to fear sudden sudden terror. Again, we say that this applies to Yaakov Avinu. That although he had to he had to run away from Be'er Sheva to Haran, he went securely. He didn't fear his brother Esav. And then, as we know in, par- in the beginning of Parashat Vayetzeim, that he lied down to sleep. He was in the middle of nowhere. There were animals all around, wild animals. He didn't care. He laid down securely. He went to sleep and he slept peacefully. You know, sometimes you, it's a blessing. Sometimes, how many times you may think about yourself, you go to sleep, you're a nervous wreck, you're, you're filled with anxiety, you don't know what's going to be in your job, in your life, you're sweating, you know, you have difficulty sleeping. Sometimes it even happens that people wake up in the middle of the night, not just because of a nightmare or a frightening dream, but sometimes it's just like, out of pure anxiety, like, oh my gosh, I, 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 and you wake up shaking. The fact that you don't do that is a beracha. It's a beracha from Hashem, that you have the full trust that God is protecting you. And therefore, you will lie down, your sleep will be pleasant. What a great feeling to have a pleasant sleep, right? You wake up the next morning, you come into work, you're all happy, you feel good, you're smiling to everybody, you're saying good morning. What happened? What changed? For me, I tell you yesterday, I don't know, I just had an amazing sleep. I just was able to, I hit the pillow, boom, and I was out for eight hours, no one woke me up, I didn't hear any noise. It's a beracha. And that comes as a result of feeling secure, of feeling secure because you know you're doing what you have to do. And that's, that's something to, to keep in mind. Al tirami pachat pitom, a very famous pasuk here. Don't fear, you will not fear sudden terror. Nor shall you fear the holocaust of the wicked when it comes. 
The Malbim explains that these two Pesukim, um, again, refer to two certain aspects of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's providence, that a person will trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not be frightened. And because Hashem will protect him, no harm will um, will will befall him. I once read a story, I, I've, I've said over a few times, but it's one that, that resonates with me, about a a survivor of the Holocaust. And uh, no, no pun intended, but this Pasuk does mention the term Shoah, which is Holocaust. But a survivor of the Holocaust are relating his story and how he escaped. And there was one moment where he was where he was reaching, walking through a city, and he was he was disguised, and and um, as as a as a, a common uh, a commoner, not 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 a Jew, he got, got dressed up, and he kept on repeating to himself, "Shiviti Hashem Tamid, Hashem is standing over me always. Hashem is standing over me," and he kept on saying this this pasuk over and over and over again, recognized that Hashem is the one really protecting him, and he mentioned in his memoir that the moment when something happened where he would lose that train of thought, where he wouldn't recite that pasuk, was immediately the exact moment where something would happen, where a guard will stop him, someone will ask about his whereabouts, where is he, what's going on, what are you doing here, so on and so forth. But repeating that concept of Shibiti Hashem Negdi Tamid was enough of a security. Of You will not uh, fear the sudden terror just simply reciting the the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching you. Ki Hashem, and protecting you. Ki Hashem yeh Pasuk Avav. For HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be your security. Ve'shamar raglecha milachet. And He will guard your feet from entrapment. Uh, this is the when a person achieves a complete sense of serenity. When you have trust in Hashem and observance of the mitzvot, you have no need to fear. You have no need to take special measures to guard yourself. You don't need to hire security guards. You don't need to 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 rent a bulletproof car or a bulletproof vest. Sorry, God guarantees your complete protection. Rashi actually says here, bechislecha, your security can also mean kesil, which is a fool, right? That Hakadosh Baruch Hu will help you in areas where you are not smart in, where you are not foolish. Sometimes I have a difficulty understanding a certain subject. I'm not good at history. I'm not good at science. I'm not good in, in, in Mishnah. I'm not good in Halakha. But a person that devotes himself to attaining wisdom and following the mitzvot, you know what's going to happen? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to remove you from the level of foolishness in that subject matter to, uh, to a person that is um, well-versed in that subject matter. And he will guard your feet from entrapment. The Vilna Gon says that a person can often be ensnared by the Yetzirara, be entrapped by the Yetzirara as a result of two factors. One, he lacks the knowledge. Or two, he is overcome by, by his desire. And therefore, the Pasuk says, in that which you are a fool, that is, you lack knowledge. The fact that you lack knowledge, God will keep your feet from stumbling. He will protect you so that the Yetzirara does not overcome you. Pasuk Abzayin, Shlomo HaMelech says, Al timna tov mi be'alav, biyot le'el yadecha la'asot. Do not withhold good from its rightful recipient when you have the power to do it. From this Pasuk to the end of the parak, actually Shlomo HaMelech giving us some uh, midot advice. 
uh, some nice. Uh, he moves away from the from the wisdom part of it to now just talking about good things that are how a person should behave. And here he's saying, don't withhold good from its rightful recipient when you have the power to do it. A person who turns, on a simple level, a person who turns the, a blind eye to the needy is considered as if he worships idols, the Gemara says. So therefore, once I've, you've taught me all the principles of Torah and how I need to seek wisdom, now I got to talk about the character traits. The trait of if someone is needed, in need of a favor, you're obligated by God's command to help him. In the Torah, the Torah says, don't harden your heart. So why are you going to turn yourself away? It's like, the Gemara Masechet Ketubot says. Here, the Ralbag says, that do not withhold good from its rightful recipient. The Ralbag says, as someone who is deserving. Don't withhold good from someone who is deserving if you have the power to do so. And that, this also applies to the actual teaching of the Torah. If you have the ability to teach Torah, and if that person has the ability to learn the Torah that you're going to teach, then you cannot hold that back. You can uh, withhold that knowledge from him. Uh, the Malbim actually explains this metaphorically. Don't withhold good from yourself. Meaning, do kindness to your soul by doing God's will. You have an opportunity to make yourself better by performing the Ritzon Hashem. So why would you hold yourself back? When you have the power to do it. You don't know how long your wealth will remain. Uh, Chachamim tell us that wealth is, is a cycle. It cycles through generations. So if now, if you have the opportunity to give charity, then the Gemara says, perform the commandments of charity as long as you find in someone in need and you have the money uh, uh, available. Again, uh, Ashirut, wealth, is a revolving wheel. It can touch everybody sooner or later. And a person should ask always, heavenly mercy, that, he, that, that God provides him with the Parnassah and that poverty shouldn't strike him and his family. Because it's very, very likely that in three generations from now or four generations, one of your descendants will, will, will become poor. That's just the way it is. That's the way life works. So if you have the opportunity to make good with your money, to, to do good, then don't waste the opportunity. I was thinking along these lines about the importance of giving someone a good compliment or uh, on, on what they do, uh, or just in general, complimenting and talking good about people. Often, we don't, we're, we're not praised enough for what we do. Um, many people in life in general, people are not grateful for what others do for them, uh, whether it's parents or it's friends or it's uh, teachers or it's rabbis or it's it's whoever it is, you have no idea how much a compliment means to somebody. And if somebody does something good for you, say thank you, show your appreciation, compliment them on the work that they've done. It really, really makes them want to push harder. And that's maybe what this meaning is here. Al Timna told me, Be'alav, don't withhold good from the rightful recipient. This guy deserves to be recognized for what he or she did. And they deserve that compliment. So give that compliment when you have the power to do so. Because you have the ability to do so. They're going to take your word seriously. They're going to take your compliment seriously. 
And therefore, this is something that I feel is, is not done enough. Al tomar lereacha lech vashuv umachar eten veyesh itach. Then he says, don't tell your friend, don't tell your friend, leave and come back, and tomorrow I'll give it, when you already have it with you. Again, in reference to charity. If a poor person is asking for help, someone needs a favor, don't tell them, ah, I'll help you tomorrow, I'll give you some tzedakah tomorrow. Don't tell them to come back another time. Why would you do so? Uh, the Gemara says that this is in reference to sechar sachir. Sechar sachir is the payment of a wage, the payment of wages to someone who, who, who you hired. The, the Torah, one of the commandments in the Torah is to, is to pay the, the wages of a, of a worker on time. On time meaning within a day. You have to pay him. Uh, if a person not pay, pay, paid his, wor- his workers by the first morning after that, he's Oved. He transgresses Allah in the Torah of you shall not withhold the worker's wage until morning. There was once, it said about the Hafez Chaim, that he was once seen running through the streets of Warsaw on Friday afternoon, right before the time of Shabbat. And people were shocked to see this. The Hafez Chaim, which is, first of all, he's out of his house, and he's running, 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 running. People don't understand what was going on. And um, the story goes that one of the workers who were, who were printing the books of the Hafez Chaim was not paid. And the Chafetz Chaim found out about this and he was running to his home in order to pay him for the wage that he was owed before the day was over so that he would not transgress uh, the, the prohibition of, of Lotalin, which is not withholding payment. So let's see how strict the Chafetz Chaim was at. Most people would say, okay, I'll pay him after Shabbat, I'll pay him Sunday, I'll pay him Monday, what's the big deal? No, 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 Chafetz Chaim, before Shabbat, I'm going to make sure that this person gets his right his right payment. Pasuk Kavtet. Al tacharos al vehu yosev lebetach itach. Don't devise evil against your fellow, one who dwells securely uh, with you. Your friend trusts you. He trusts you. So why should you plot evil against him? Uh, Rabbi Yonah says that this Pasuk doesn't mean that that you're going to plot evil against your friend because obviously if he does nice to you, why would you want to plot evil? So he's saying it means that to plot against one who trusts in you is not only despicable, it's doubly sinful. It's twice as sinful. If someone causes you distress, don't plot evil against him. Um, uh, especially while he, he trusts you because that would be, that would be dishonest. Let him know that something is bothering you. Let him know that you, you're, you don't feel like you're on good terms with him so that he will know not to trust you. But to not let him know that and then you go out and plot evil against him, that's bad. That's bad. That's a double sin. So, so it's important. The, the, that idea, it, it makes us think about the relationships we have with people and the decisions we make on how to respond to certain situations. I don't like this guy, but he doesn't know that I don't like this guy. We won't talk about the fact of why you shouldn't like this guy. That's a problem in itself. But I have something against him. Uh, he doesn't know that. So I'm going to plot something evil with him. But why are you doing that? He doesn't think there's anything wrong in, in your relationship. So if there's something wrong with your relationship, put it on the table. 
Let him know that so that he knows he that he knows he shouldn't trust you or you shouldn't trust the relationship. And then at least each will go and find their own way. That's how the how Rabbeinu Yonah explains this pasuk. Again, metaphorically speaking, we could say the pasuk is teaching us that it's improper to allow our physical forces to plot evil against our spiritual forces, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu endowed our our physical bodies with spirituality, with our neshama, for its benefit and ultimate good. Al tariv im adam chinam im lo do not quarrel with any man without cause if he has done no evil to you. Uh, uh, quarreling with someone for no cause uh, refers to someone who has spoken against you, but but says but the words hasn't caused any harm. Obviously, to to cause harm to to fight with someone for no reason is just stupid and idiotic and is a clear rasha, but. If someone here, the, the Rabbeinu Yonah is saying, someone spoke bad about you, but the words didn't cause you any harm, but you want to start with him anyways. This is something that you need to, to stay away from. Um, so despite your anger, a person needs to try to stay calm. You need to try to not overreact to what other people say. Um, I saw an interesting perush on this pasuk. Should someone harm you, you should realize that the harm was ordained by God ordained by Hashem. And the perpetrator was just the shaliach. He was the agent. So therefore, don't quarrel with him. Don't fight with him because the evil didn't emanate from him. Who brings this down? The Mamloes. The Mamloes brings this down in the book of Shemuel Bet where uh, David HaMelech uh, exemplified this attitude. He was cursed by Shimei Ben Gera. Shimei Ben Gera was David's loyal follower but he was he was cursing David. Um... Uh, sorry, I take that back. Shimi Gemara was was cursing David, and David's follower Abishai ben Seruya insisted in um, in taking vengeance for this. How do you curse a king? What do you do? It happens to be Shimi ben Gera was the teacher of Shlomo Amelech. It's, it's a crazy story, but uh, uh, Abishai ben Seruya says, "Let me get rid of this guy. Let me kill him. Who, who is this guy to curse the king? Pelt him with he was pelting the stone uh, the David Amelech with stones as well." And David Amelech's tremendous anava, he said, he's cursing me because Hashem told him to curse me. Meaning, I accept, I accept the curses. This is this is, is something. He's just an agent. This is what the Me'am Loez writes on this. Al tekane beish Hamas ve'al tivchar bechol derachav. Don't envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. Even though you see him succeed, don't choose his ways. Don't do not do it. It's not worth it. And don't even say, I'm going to only learn the good of his ways. Something we spoke about in the, in the beginning of this book. Even the goodness of the wicked is evil to the righteous, says the, says the Gemara in Masechet Yevamot. Um, and th- those are the words of, of, the, of the Vilna Gaon. Uh, according to Midrash, the term here, a man of violence, don't envy a man of violence, is in reference to Isav, the brother of Yaakov. When the Jewish people will be subjugated and oppressed in Galut, uh, arguably like we are now, they're going to complain. They're going to say that all everything that they're doing, all the mitzvot that they're performing, all the tefillot that they're praying, seems to be in vain. Because look at the wicked. Look at the reshaim. They're succeeding in life. So therefore, Shlomo HaMelech is telling us, don't envy the wicked. Don't envy Aesav's tranquility uh, or the act that he does. 
Look at the outcome. There's going to be a day where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to despise um, those people. David HaMelech says in Tehilim, Hashem abhors those people, those who are deceitful. And therefore, don't be envious of Esav and his descendants, but rather stick to being Yashar, stick to being a Tzadik. The last few psukim of the Perik describe four types of righteous people and their antitheses and uh, and, and what contrasts with them. Um, the, the, the former part, of the first part of the Pasuk are the types of people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu dislikes and hates and abhors. And the second half are the people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves and blesses and reveals secrets to them. So he begins with Pasuk Lamed Bet. Ki to'avat Hashem naloz for one who deviates is an abomination to Hashem. The word naloz is a reference to someone who is twisted. He is strayed from the straight path. He divests himself of moral ties. And the second half of the pasuk, but his counsel, his secrets, his advice is with the upright. HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals his secret counsel to those who he loves. When he prepared... Uh, to destroy Sedom, the evil city of Sedom, he he, he revealed this to Abraham Avinu. Should I conceal what I'm about to do to Abraham? No, he revealed this plan to Abraham Avinu. This is the word Sodo. Those who are righteous, those who are upright, being that they have such an intimate relationship with God, says Rav, Rav Samson Fal Hirsch, that, they, that God reveals his secrets to them. Me'erat Hashem Rasha, Hashem's blight is upon the house of the wicked. I mean, the, uh, the wealth in the house of a wicked person is actually a curse because it will bring misfortune. It's a cause of misfortune. But he blesses the palace of the righteous. Because God will bless whatever is in the righteous. They're going to use their money to help the poor. Um, and they'll be rewarded for, for their actions. Uh, notice how the dwelling, the, the, the term for dwelling when it talked about the riches was bite. Bite is a permanent house. Uh, because the wicked regard this olam, this world, as a permanent home. But the righteous person, on the other hand, views this world as a nave, as an abode. It's a temporary dwelling. And, and, and so God's curse will be upon the, the wicked person's permanent home in this world. And all the more so in the next world. And the righteous person who looks at this world as something that's temporary will enjoy God's blessing even in the temp uh, not only in the temporary abode in Naveh, but definitely in the in the next world. There was um, once a woman who came to the Hafez Chaim to visit him to ask for a beracha. She went to the house and looked that there was like really, really nothing in the house. The house was empty, the apartment was empty, run down. And she was taken aback. And she asked the, the, the Chacham, the Chafetz Chaim, where's all your furniture? Where, where, where's everything over here? So uh, the, 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 uh, the Chafetz Chaim looked at her and said, where's your furniture? So the woman said, well, mine's at home. Uh, my, my furniture's at home. I'm only passing through the city of Radin where he lived temporarily during a trip. I don't carry my furniture with me. So Chafetz Chaim said, that's the same thing with my furniture. I'm passing through this world temporarily. I don't need my fir my furniture here with me. My possessions are 
in my permanent home, the one I'm building in Olam Haba. Beautiful story. If one is drawn to the letzim, to the scoffers, he will scoff. But if one is drawn to the humble, one will find favor. A person drawn after the letzim, the scoffers, will become a scoffer. But if he joins the humble people, he will be influenced by them and he will eventually um, uh, win the favor of other people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu repays each person according to his actions. He will cause the scorners to be mocked. He will cause the scorners to be scorned at the time of their own down, downfall. And on the other hand, God grants favor to those who are humble. And he makes other people honor those people who are, who are humble. And he sees to it that people appreciate who they are and hold them in, uh, in high esteem. The let's, the scoffer, is the opposite of the anab. Even when insulted by others, a humble person won't respond and retort back. Uh, when he's disgraced, he doesn't answer. The let's, on the other hand, the scoffer, he disgraces and mocks everybody. The scoffer, says the Malbim, also mocks Chokhmah, which we said in the previous Shi'ur, because he doesn't comprehend the logic that's behind the Chokhmah. And therefore, as a result of his lack of humility and his uh, much haughtiness, he uh, any anything that he doesn't understand, he feels cannot be true because he doesn't understand it. If I don't understand, that means it can't be true. A humble under uh, a humble person on the other hand is the hefech. He's the opposite. If there's something that he's incapable of fully understanding, he under he realizes that he still needs room to grow. He still needs to push harder, and therefore he knows that all the chokhmah comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why would he dispute it? It just gives him a reason to move um, to move uh, uh, further. The Chachamim, tells, the Chachamim tell us in Masechet Shabbat, If one wishes to do something impure, he's given the opportunity. If one wishes to do something pure, he is assisted from heaven. So if someone wants to do something that's tameh, that's impure, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find people. Uh, you'll be given the opportunity. This is so implicit in this Pasuk, if one goes to the scoffers, he will scoff. If you're walking to the scoffers, it's because you want yourself to do, you want yourself to do uh, something that's impure. And that's what it is. He will be afforded the opportunity to, to scorn. But if he joins the humble, Yiten Chen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will give him the favor. And this is the main rule over here. A person is led in the way that he wishes to go. This Pasuk is one of the sources of this principle. That principle of wherever a man wishes to go, God will take him there. You want to be a thief? God will find ways to make you steal things. Uh, you want to be a giving person? God will find the ways as well for you to give. It's all up to you. Shlomo Melech ends the chapter by saying, Kavod chachamim minchalu, uchsilim merim kalon. The wise inherit the honor, uh, uh, but fools generate disgrace as their portion. Not only will the wise enjoy their honor, but they will also pass it to the next generation as an inheritance. Yinchalu. Those people that value education, that value schooling, make sure that their children and grandchildren are taken care of in schooling and education because they know the importance of attaining wisdom. But the fools, they generate disgrace. For them, it's not something. It's merim. Merim la'ashon of terumah. Terumah is a separation. Just like the, they have to separate your 
your crops to give to the to the Kohanim, Terumah, so too the fools are separated from the rest. They 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 they, they look forward to disgrace. They separate themselves from, from honor. When God gives honor to the wicked, it's in order to raise up, to increase their disgrace. Merim kalon, to increase their disgrace. And the Vilna Gaon gives a prime example. Such was the case of Haman HaRasha. Had he not risen to the position of honor, to the per, per, position of prominence that he achieved, his downfall and disgrace wouldn't have been uh, would have been so bad. And therefore, our job is to take the wisdom, to take all the wonderful deeds that the end of the parak here uh, discuss and transfer them over and teach them to the next generation because that will attest to the fact that you lived a great life and you followed the uh, edicts and laws that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted you to do so. And you want to stay away from being a kasil. You want to stay away from the fools and the fact that they disgrace their portion. And the the people who scorn the Tamidei Chachamim. Those people, the Gemara tells us, don't even have a share in Olam Abba. Even if he has Torah, even if he has Masim Tovim, but the fact that you're scorning a, a Tamid Chacham, that can bring you to bad places. Chas v'shalom. A servant cannot love his master if he respects his master's enemies and has a close relationship with those his master has distanced. And therefore, it's our obligation to to take a step back like we began with this with this year. Look at yourself. Decorate yourself first. Work on yourself. Work on your midot. Work on your on your actions. Work on the mitzvot. Work on your kavanah. Work on your tefilot. Then worry about other people. But you will see if you work about yourself, you'll be so much more respected. People will 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 regard you in such a high esteem that that because of your humility, because you are committed to working on yourself and understood there's so much more to learn, people will keep you on the high pedestal and will treat you uh, treat you like that. And that's what we need to aim for every single day in our lives. Wishing you all a wonderful evening and we'll resume next week. Bezrat Hashem. Have a wonderful night.